Hi, my name is Anita Foster. I'm the Library Media Specialist at Autry Middle School in Kennesaw, Georgia. Hi, I'm Ingrid Hansen. I'm the Library Media Specialist at Lindley Sixth Grade Academy in Mapleton, Georgia. Hey everyone, I'm Lori Quintana and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Griffin Middle School in Smyrna, Georgia. Welcome to Everdue, Conversations from the Library. Welcome to Overdue, Conversations from the Library, and we have a good conversation for you today and one that is going to affect every educator in the state of Georgia. So for our listeners that are outside of Georgia, we apologize. This one is, is going to be geared toward Georgia, but you may want to listen because if your state tries to do something like this too, it's good information for you. So we are joined today. I, I, we have Ingrid and Lori here. Hey, everyone. Hi. Um, but, Hello. But we also have joining us remotely, Aaron Baker, who is the library media specialist at Durham Middle School. I Durham? forgot it for a second, but I got it. <laughs> at Durham Middle School. I drive by it every day. I don't know why I forgot it. And then we also have joining us someone who I respect greatly. Um, he is the person who kind of clued me into what was happening. Um, we used to work together when we were both technology integration specialists, and he has since retired and is now living in Florida, but welcome Herman Wood. Thank you. Glad to join y'all. Glad to join this esteemed conversation with these wonderful folks. Thank you for introducing me, Anita. Oh, you're very welcome, Herman. Okay, so what we're talking about today is the new House Bill 109 um, that is before the um, state of Georgia to limit and change the retirement system for Georgia's retired educators. So when I first came to Georgia, I worked in the state, uh, the DOE building for about a year. And when I sat down with my, with my HR people the very first day, they told me I needed to choose which retirement I wanted to go into. Did I want to go into the teacher one or did I want to go into the one that everybody else in the state of Georgia use. So I understand they're now wanting to make changes to the state of Georgia educators fund. My question is, are they going to be making the same changes to the other fund that also has all of the other retirees in the state of Florida, uh, in the state of Georgia? No, in my reading, I've not focused on that. Yeah, I, don't I went back and I don't know that. through uh, the bill. And then at Maureen Downey's urging, uh, Ms. Downey writes for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution, and she wrote at length on it yesterday and quoted the author of the bill, uh, Representative Benton, I believe, and he expressed a lot of frustration, and he asked, he made the point he didn't feel like the folks that were calling in upset with the bill had bothered to read it. Well, okay, I went and read it, and it not only, it does make changes to TRS, but they're also mm -hmm. looking at some changes that I think have already been made in the other retirement system and moving teachers maybe toward that is what it looked like. Are you there, Herman? Yes, ma'am. Okay, we uh, lost for a second. Uh-oh, I'm sorry. Nope, he just popped right out. All right, Aaron, can you tell us? Um, Uh-oh. I, I think uh, he'll join us um, again. Uh -huh. I hope he knows to click on the invite again. <laughs> I think he will. Um can you tell us exactly what is in the House Bill 109 and why we should be concerned? Okay, so it's long. And as Herman mentioned, you do want to read, I mean, before you begin to have a discussion with, of course, the person who 
um, you know, wrote the bill. But anyone, any one of the legislators, anybody on the committee, you want to read it in its entirety. I go through and I make my annotations and I highlight the places that are especially concerning to me because you're going to want to reference. Well, um, so, I mean, you know, I'm not, I, you know, I can't read it in its entirety, but especially the, well, it talks about for members who first became, if you first went to teacher retirement prior to July 1st and you have not withdrawn or accumulated your contribution um, after July 1st, you want to pay especially close attention to the people who are included in the group. So when the bill, originally the bill came out last year, people who were already teachers were not affected by the bill. So with that, you have a lot less um, of a reaction typically from the te from teachers when they're like, oh, well, I'm already grandfathered in. You know, this is what I heard in conversations with people. Everything's going to be fine. Our, if we're working right now, our retirement is protected because it's not going to affect us. Do you want to pay, pay especially close attention to the people who are included? To me, that riles me up and makes me so angry because I'm like, you're, it's crazy to think that changes that happen to teacher retirement for people entering Correct. the system, the system now do not affect us. It affects us because of recruitment. It affects us because we work in collaborative teams with people and we want to work with the best and the brightest educators um, so that we can do the best work possible for our students. Um, and then of course you, any kind of attack, and this is an attack in my personal opinion, on education, any attack on education um, tends to spiral out of control. So the more changes that occur, they just begin to build upon one another because there's not any, nobody's ever satisfied. Like I've been such a huge advocate for public school. And I mean, that's a heated conversation about vouchers and, you know, for private school and charter schools. I'm, I'm all about funds going to public schools once we opened that floodgate of that money leaving public school, that has been on the docket every single year and millions of dollars have been removed from public education. So as soon as you open a door, it's Aaron, so I have to, I have to agree with you, you, you on the first part as well. I, I had conversations on Facebook and was fr just frankly disgusted with a couple of former colleagues who well, doesn't, you know, doesn't concern, but concern it, us. And it, it concerns us for society. Herman, we're losing you again. Right. Well, um, okay. Wow. I hear you now. I hear you now. Oh, good. Okay. It did reconnect. Excellent. Yes. And, and again, it, it does seem you're correct that we are tearing at that fabric of public education in one, in one form or another. The other thing I do fear is the legislature coming for this big pool of funds that they see. They see a big pot of money. Do something different mm -hmm. with it. Let, let's redirect it and go other places. Yes. It's not like they haven't done this before. If, if mm -hmm. University of Georgia or you want to support Quail Unlimited or some other, there we go again, disconnecting. No, you're good. All right. I'll keep, I'll keep going. Then, if you can hear me. All right. For a while, the funds that were, you were putting in extra to pay for your tag that said UGA or Quail Unlimited or whatever, those funds were supposed to go to those specific organizations. The legislature was not doing it. It was being dumped into the general fund for a long period of time. It may still be doing it. I don't know, but 
it would not be the first time the legislature has taken money for one thing and done something. To- You're right. We get you there. Um, so right. what else is what else is it saying on there, Aaron? Why should we be concerned if it's not us? Now I am concerned, um, but those people that's out there, like Herman said, that's saying, "Well, it doesn't concern me. I've already retired, or I've already paid in." Why should we be concerned? Well, it's really just about rec- you know recruitment. You want to recruit just your best and brightest, and um, and super. I hope Superintendent Ragsdale is okay with me sharing this but he has mentioned before in conversations you know that Cobb in our county specifically we want the the very best so we know that as educators we're not going to make a great deal of money in our salary but there have been other draws to education Um, our benefits which we know that's a whole nother conversation altogether because those have changed so much um over the years too. And then our retirement, our retirement benefits have always been a draw um, that, you know, although you may not get rich teaching school, you have a retirement plan in place. This, these types of changes have people working well past the age that teachers in previous years have worked. And I find this our job, our work to be extremely physical, right. far more physical than I think most people think teaching is, you know, you're on your feet um, for hours a day, not just the hours that you're in the classroom um, with students, but when you're prepping, when you're prepping, when, I mean, for us as librarians, I'm running around the building, um, you know, making sure events are put together. That's been a big part of my day today. I had three events simultaneously happening in the building, happening in the building that I um, had to prep for. I mean, it's, it's a very physical job. And, you know, I can't be so Aaron, 85 years me, old um, and, to and the doing next this question type of work. <laughs> this is Ingrid that, um, could you just briefly go over and talk to us about what would be changing in the event that this bill passes? Yes. Yeah, so one specific thing regarding the ages that, that you are 65, you could retire at 65 or if you had worked for 40 years, if you had 40 years of credible service. So that's a change yes. now. Now yes. you can retire at 30 years. Am I correct in that? 30 years or age 60. So 65 or 40 years of service is a, that is a big jump. leap. Um, you think about I mean, all some of the folks that we colleagues who have come to us from other careers. They I'm don't sitting ha- with two of them. Yeah, and they don't have they don't have the time to get right. their retirement, and that is one of the things that brings folks from mm-hmm. other careers to us that have been very valuable to us and have brought you know great things from industry or great things from from science. <laughs> retirement mm-hmm. is not going to be there for them. It's not there to help them. So to me, it, it eliminates a whole group of folks that might come to us and we're, we have enough of a teacher shortage as it. One of the other things that um, I mm-hmm. noticed that they were wanting to change, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, um, but they're wanting to change that you no longer get paid for your sick days. Correct. That is in there. So one of the things that's going to happen is those teachers, as they get closer to retirement, mm-hmm. are going yes. to be taking some mental health sick days. And we're already having trouble getting subs in the building as it is. Right. And we all know that the best teacher is the teacher 
that is right there in that classroom on a day-to-day basis. Not that Correct. our subs aren't great. They are. But doggone it, the folks yeah. that need to be there. And anything yeah. we can do to encourage them to stay right. in there, and this is discouraging it to take away the use of sick leave. Right. There was a conversation about that last year from the legislator who spoke at Page Day at Capitol Hill specifically to that um, uh, to that point. So he said that people had shared with him, well, if teachers can't use their sick leave towards their retirement, if they're not going to receive any benefit for that, then they're just going to take, teachers will take all of their sick days. And he said, well, I just really don't feel like I know teachers know that that's not what's in the best interest of kids. It's never in the best interest of kids for their, for teachers to be out of the building. It's just not, you want teachers who are healthy, the teachers who want to come to work and who love their job. Um, You want them to be there. You know, like I I recently, (laughs) just last week looked, I have 328 sick days saved. You know, I, I, I go to work. I use my, my summer and my vacation to take my, um, my sick leave. I come to school when I don't feel well. And he did, you know, he disagreed. He said, I just think people will, they'll just leave those um, yeah, on the I don't, table. I don't agree they'll just with that, leave but... them behind because that's what's in the best interest of kids. Um, I, I don't either because I just don't think like, you know, I, like I know that I make sacrifices for, of myself, my health, my family to do what's better. Um, and then kind of on the back end, I'm like, you know, I know I've got those days accrued and make, I think you know, I'm have some sort yeah, of I think that's true for making that a sacrifice. lot of things about us as teachers. We sacrifice so our families, I, sacrifice a lot of different things, knowing at the end of the game, so to speak, there, there is a reward, though, that we're, we're never going to be rich. But our standard of living is not going to change greatly. They are looking at making changes to change that. So is there a grandfather for any of this as far as the sick days and all? So you've got 328, you said, Aaron. So this goes into effect. What happens to your 328 days? That's already budgeted. That's budgeted (laughs) salary for people. And so like that money has been set aside for that. Yeah, we would be, our group right now working would be grandfathered in. So this would affect new people coming in to education. And again, just referring back to the conversation that happened last year, the legislator spoke to that. He said, when I talk to young adults coming into the profession from college, he said, they never talk about teacher retirement. He said, they're not concerned about teacher retirement. And I was like, that's because they, first of all, they don't know because they're 21 first and second, they need a job. So all I know is that when I was in school, I I was focused on getting out of school and and starting work. I had bills to pay. I had to go in and make a living. So, no, I wasn't reading all the legislation about retirement, and I didn't know all the nuances of retirement at 21 because that seemed very, very far away. And you're just starting out in your career. But, of course, it was when I thought about becoming a teacher, it was, you know, my people close around me in education who are saying, well, you'll have retirement benefits. That's a, a draw right. to go in and to, you know, um, so you can't say that that doesn't matter. Yes. And then also we know that we lose over half of our teachers in the first five years. What do you think um, people hold on to in those first really rough five years for so many of us, they hold on to that, not only their investment in their education, but, it's going to get yeah, those incentives. Right? That, yeah, you have there, those other incentives. And, um, you know, your benefits I, and your retirement and all. You do that, hold on um, to that. 
that make it worth all of the like yes. the time that you were saying uh, that you take away from your family and the investment. I mean, because I don't, we don't work eight hours a day, right? Uh, we and, work more. <laughs> and so, yes. No. As and last so, night, I was uh, still working at I mean, eleven o'clock. It, it, yeah, I think it will be no devastating to the um, the education world. I mean, as far as recruiting people, I mean, I talk to my sons right now, and I mean, as an educator, I kind of push them a little bit, saying, "Well, have you ever thought of being a teacher?" And their their, their response right away is, "No way, they don't make enough." First of all. And have you things that they're, you know, that teachers, you know, and they know how hard I work. They see how hard <laughs> I work and stuff. And so, um, so definitely an impact, uh, right. The one that we don't want. <laughs> yes. All right. So what else is on here that we should know about on this bill? Right. All right. Aaron, didn't they put cola back on the table points. on the bill at some um, point yesterday? And they were trying to do that for folks even retire. Yes. In other words, as a current retiree right now, I, I receive one and a half percent cost of living adjustment every six months. Right. They they wanted to take that out. Now there is speculation that they that that is illegal for them to yes. do, and I am certain they would be sued by many folks or at least a group of folks over that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, they put it back in, but they did change it. It went from one point five yes, twice so a year, yeah. so every six months, to three point oh once a year. And they still say that that's going to save them like 14 or $17 million a year. Which means that costs current retirees 14 to $17 million per year. It's just that you're not getting that one Correct. and a half yes. every six months. Correct. Yep. You're so getting that three over- every year. So it's the same amount, but because they're drawing interest on it um, longer, it's going to save them longer. Compounding. Save them more money. Compounding yeah, interest. Right. We would lose it. They would gain it. Yeah, so that's the note there. Limiting cost of living COLAs to once a year for all current and future TRS members. Now, I can tell you when they start to make changes to current retirees, that's when they get the most response because our retired teachers are tend so to be what, very what is vocal the part about the um, when they begin to make these for the changes. the calculation of what your retirement when you do retire because it didn't it talk a little bit about how you couldn't have more than two raises and it's going from two years to five years. What's your yearly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're right about that. So, the average, your average, your highest um, five years. Yeah. So, so instead of looking at a yeah, average of your two highest years of salary, five. which for most of us Correct. was our last couple of years. They're going back to the five years. I mean, they're going to they're the five years. They're shifting it to five years. To five years. But, but then when mm-hmm. you look at that, uh, I, I also kind of considered, okay, if they go to the 40, then what is that going to look like for the teacher pay scale and the steps and everything? Are they adding more steps to it? How often would teachers move on those steps um, to keep increasing? Um, so once you hit the top of the scale, no, 30, no change that's to that. The most no, there's make no change to that. They won't change teacher. that. And so, um, unless there's any raises given to all teachers yes. across the board, like we mm-hmm. just recently had. So a step increase right. would be considered a raise. Yeah. And now they're limiting that to mm-hmm. you, no more correct. than two in your last five years. Is that correct? Are we reading that correctly, Aaron? Right. Like, am I understanding that correctly? Do you not have a... No, well, as our far last as the step, step is our 30, last step it? not at year twenty-five? I'm, I'm bringing it up right now. Uh, okay, but, I don't know uh, that. 
So, I mean, we're just looking at, so okay. if we top out at the highest scale at 30 years, and then you, unless you get a, a school-wide raise across the board, you're staying at that same salary. And so, you know, you're never moving again. Like you're never moving on the, so you're being required to work longer yes, and you're not and getting any like additional compensation for right. it when you're looking at your retirement package. So you never have the opportunity to have the highest five right. years because your retirement will be. I did wonder you're too. Capping. You're capping. Yeah. So, um, I wonder also if, I wonder if there are people who go, I wonder if the push is because there are people who go to school towards the latter part of their careers and get advanced right now, degrees. And if right they now have our salary schedule, no, I don't know. I don't know. Are there the people? Last steps is 30 plus. So right now it's not going to change. It looks like anyway, after 30 years, you you've capped out. Okay. Um, I know that I personally, right now I have, um, yeah, you'd be done. I don't mind but, telling people how old I am. I'm 52. But that would, yeah. I, I've been in education for 20 something years. Um, I've been in Georgia for um, since we're 17, we came here for 14 years. So if I work until I'm 60, my intention was for me to purchase, I think it's eight years that I'll have left uh, to hit that 30 um, so that I could get that maxed out. And I will also tell you that I am one of the people that is getting advanced degrees so that my retirement is higher. But I'm also doing it because, you know, I'm a widow and right. I have a son. And you've got to pay for that son's education in some way. Exactly. Right. Yes. So, yeah, Aaron, um, what else should we know about this? Or what can we do if we want to advocate? If you want to advocate, I would speak. First and foremost, I would recommend reading the bill in its entirety. It's long, but it's not that long. Um, Make your notes, denote specific items that you would like to address, and you need to contact your legislator. I would do that in as many ways as I could. So I would send an email. Drafting letters that go snail mail is not, you're not going to get so much response from that. You can do that if you would like to. But email, phone calls, and then also really important in speaking with legislators last year that many of them expressed was that you get, they say, you get more with honey. <laughs> so they said, be very, very professional in the way that you speak with the secretary um, and the legislator and, the, and in your address to um, the legislator. Address them appropriately with their title. Express your concerns. Leave contact information for them to get back with you. It could be, you know, I would love to speak with you further about ways that this uh, legislation affects the quality of educators in our schools today. Um, and, and then reach back out if, if you feel the need, if you want to get feedback. I, I got lots of feedback from legislators. They were very polite. Most of them would give me a moment to speak when I met, went and met with them at the Capitol, even if they didn't really have it. Um, our, my representative is Ed Setzler. He actually came and sought me out. Uh, at the Capitol building. He couldn't meet with me when I had him paged originally, but he came and met me later to talk with me. So most of the time they will speak with you. They're polite. We do drive change by having these opening these conversations. The people at the Capitol building are not teachers. I mean, they might be serving on committees right. that are making decisions about educators, but most of them have not taught. So how, how would you know 
Correct. What the day to day of what we do, if you haven't done it, well, we're, you know, that's our responsibility. If they don't know, they don't know, you know, it's our responsibility to to, um, to inform them. We have a a day coming up for um, the, the page um, is one of the um, teacher unions in the state of Georgia. Page day is on February the 18th. Um, at the Capitol building where uh, page people can sign up to go. Erin, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I have been uh, a member of page for quite some time. I've been so impressed with them because as I have been at committee sessions, they have been the most vocal and that they have had the most research to back up their arguments. Yes. And as a librarian, you know, it's all about those research points. They have been very consistent and they are extremely present. Um, so I have really aligned myself with them. So page day at Capitol Hill is Tuesday, February 18th. If you are a page member, you will want to go to the page website, just Google page and register for the event. They'll be closing that event soon as they prepare. You get to go to a listening session in the morning where you learn about all of the legislation that's on the table. You'll hear from legislators who have written legislation, you'll have a Q&A opportunity. Then they work with you on going actually to the Capitol building, standing at the ropes, paging legislators, and the appropriate way to speak with the legislators. Um, and then following that event is a lunch event. Now you can attend, um, you can go to the Capitol building and have your legislator paged on that day without having to be a member of that of page organization you just would not be registered and be able to participate in all of those sessions with page um, but i would add you know i would encourage the very first year that i went to the capitol building i didn't go to that specific event i really kind of went literally with picket signs and was just like i'm here what can i do Aaron, um and aligned with this- other people who were there I yeah, know. Just, I, I know. I keep, this I, this is the life when you move you're just in and out. Saying. Hey, it's Comcast. What can I say? <laughs> and I hope you don't cut that out. No, can you hear can you hear me a little bit now? We can hear you now. All right. All right. Aaron, is this on a normal teacher work day that this is happening? Yeah. It this okay. No, this is this let me is just, the week of Let me share something with you that's happened down here in Florida recently. Uh, during mm-hmm. the so, yes. day that was held by a different organization here in Florida, I won't mention it, okay. just to be polite, but they wanted to have some input in what was going on down here in Florida because they're trying to raise beginning teacher pay. Yeah, I stopped right there. I didn't say anything else about you know experienced teachers or anything like that. So okay. obviously teachers wanted to give some input, so they managed to organize and go down to do that. I read in a local paper. My local paper right here in Fernandina Beach, Florida, a local principal went in and was a sub for the day so that one of her teachers could go down and give input down at the legislature. Oh, wow. Yes. That's That's support. That's support. It's kind of support we need from our administrators. I'm just one thing. So in the past, when I've spoken um, uh, before the committees, when that you know that those listening sessions that didn't happen during which you're allowed to do i mean i actually took professional days to go so i mean you know or personal days yeah personal days you do what you got to do i mean i was willing to most people are like well i won't give up my personal day to go advocate for uh 
you know, to that was about testing. That was um, one of the Senate bills that was trying to eliminate some of the testing. I was like, I will, because every single day of my life is affected by this legislation. The quality of life that I live, the quality of life for my family. Well, I did the calling that that you guys were talking about a few months ago. I was not able to jump in at that point in time, but I did call in and I was able to leave a message for two legislators in the area I used to live in, in Georgia. And I just gave my contact information and gave them the feedback on the bill. I, I, it kills me because I know he's got something important to say there. Yeah. We, and thank you for again. that. I'm so thankful that he did that. <laughs> he, yeah, he'll come back in. And he's right. Comcast is awful. I, I do I've too, got family so I down there and I know all about um, the woes Okay, of that. so <laughs> we can advocate with our, um, with our legislation. We can join Paige if we haven't already um, done that. I just pulled it up. For a professional, it's $175 for the year and for support for, uh, for personnel, which we haven't even talked about how this will affect any um, support people that uh, like parapros and stuff that pay into the retirement system. Um, um, college students, it has several tiers yeah, there. Right, retired, you can join Paige for $25 or retired for life for $100. Mm-hmm. And you can do a, uh, you know, a draft so that that it's about fourteen ninety five is what it comes down to each month. If that's the easiest um, option for you, but I tell for me, it has been well worth right. it. Right? Okay, Herman, it cut you out when you had something very important to say really that we were on the edge of our seat listening to. Called very professional and listened very carefully. It, it was clear that she wanted very specific feedback, and I was able to give that to her. So if you do go. Or if you do call in, be prepared. Absolutely. Yeah, just I know what he's saying to tack onto that. The secretaries are not going to know all the nuances of all of the bills. They're not. So you want the House bill number and you want those very specifics. And, and, and one last thing here, if like I could, before I get hand. disconnected. So, yeah, um, <laughs> this is absolutely silly. But now we don't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is like the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, he's still connected. It says but... he's connected, but we can't hear him. All right, Aaron, um, if he pops in, we're going to give the mic to him. But do you have any closing things you want to yeah. say? Okay, go for All it. Right. Yeah, I'll try this last time. The one organization <laughs> I, I do want to also... mention for y'all yeah, go is ahead, Herman. Georgia Retired Educators Association. That's where most of my information is coming, and they've done a wonderful job advocating for us. Awesome. Thank you, Herman. And thank you for joining us, even with your connection issues. Yes. As they say on the radio, I'll hang up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, please do listen. I will. (laughs) All right, Erin, any any closing comments? Um, Lastly, one other one other thing um, that I would recommend is that you also open this conversation up with other educators. I, I have been extremely surprised at just how uninformed we are as a group. Um, I have found educators to be extremely trusting and also um, they seem to have this idea that everything's just kind of kind of kind of work itself out in the wash. And that's just not the truth. You know, it's it's just not you can't sit back and let things fall into place. You've got to advocate. And I know at the end of the day we do. We've talked about that. We take so much work home. The job is very tiring. So oftentimes there's not much energy left to fight those fights. But you have to be informed. You can't have people who are not educators making all of this, the decisions about the quality of education for our kids and for ourselves. So spread the word, even if it's just to let them know what's happening. 
they need to be able to I'm surprised have that there's not more information about, about this and to know how they're available to us. Um, you know what I mean? Just even in our teacher copy rooms or something with some that information no. posted or, no, you know, much. something that the, the pamphlet they can pick up and read um, and to get that information. Because I know Anita has posted on Facebook a couple of times this past week about the bill. And I have um, been really surprised at the limited number of people who have responded to that for conversation. It actually... I've had quite a few other teachers in other well, districts here's the thing in the state share it with their their colleagues mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So it has it has gone out a little bit, but not. Um, we're using my phone to record, mm-hmm. so ladies, Herman, I think just sent us a text with a very important um, comment in there because he's given up, I think, on talking to us. Um, he says we are too trusting an issue with not being <laughs> unionized for collective bargaining. Oh my goodness, I could speak on this forever because I'm from Michigan and you yeah, know I right. come from the unions up in Ingrid does too. We're both from Michigan. <laughs> and unions are strong. And, and so um, so I this actually, is all new to us yes. not having that representation. And I actually served on the union in Florida when I was there. That it's a volunteer, well, you don't have to join, but um, you can uh, join in Florida and I was on the unions um, as an officer in Florida. Uh, Herman says all day exclamation 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 <laughs> exclamation. <laughs> but you know what you know what I found is that if you even say the word union in the South, so, Georgia, huh? it's a bad word. So it is. they get all kind of gun shy and skittish. Yes, people freak out. Yes, and since Georgia is a right to work state, honestly, we don't have we really don't have that ver- that voice during our work day. So the communication, this type of communication has to come after our work hours. Um, Anytime that I've gathered teachers together, it has been a before school or after school thing. We can't have um, our representatives from our local associations even here on campus during our work day. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that really cripples us. So our communication is going to have to come through social media and thank goodness for it because we can do such good work through it. And then also through personal emails. So we cannot send uh, through work emails, any communication about the legislative process, legislation. Right. How none of that can happen through our work emails. Thank you. That, I mean, that's no, this is it all is. good information to know because if, we, if, if, if our you gotta fight. peers don't know about the bill, they're not knowing about the um, support, the ways that they can support it as well in the ways that they, you know, like you said, you have to, there's proper ways to do it and, um, and, and you should follow those steps to be more effective. Yep. So if anybody wants so to come along question. with me, if I'm I registered you, uh, Tuesday, February 18th. registered as well? <laughs> Or are you going to walk me through that later on? Um, I am signing up right now. Um, Are you a page member? Go, girl. So once you sign up, you're going to see if you're on the website that there's a there is a big like um, a spinning ribbon up at the top. And there's it should be still open um, to register for page down Capitol Hill. See if that's an option. There's no expense, you know, no expense for that. And there's a good lunch there, too, I will tell you. And we can sit together. Okay. To that event, yes, but you can go at any time into the Capitol building, walk along the, um, and we could meet on that day if you wanted to go around the time we were going to be there, we could totally message you and you could meet us there. But you can walk on the road, it's called on the ropes, wow. awesome. along the ropes and pay See, your legislator anytime you want. I, I mean, yeah, I had no idea that that was something that you could even do. Right. So the, being informed about this has been amazing. Um, this yep. has been great, Erin and Herman. Uh, I'm learning. I mean, I, I knew going into this podcast some information but i've learned so much more from both of you 
Thank you. This is one of my like big deal passions. Uh, and it looks like, let's see, Page Day on Capitol Hill is still scrolling you are through awesome. on their website. And yes, you can still click um, to register you. if you are interested. Yeah, go ahead. And you also can, yeah. I was just going to say last minute, you can invite your representative. If you wanted to shoot an email to your rep, just say, I'm going to be at page day on Capitol Hill. I'd love for you to come over and have lunch. And oftentimes they will come. I've never had mine come and sit and have lunch with me, but you know, this is a new year. It's 2020. (laughs) So I am now officially a page member. Correct. So yes, uh, plan on you and I going on that, uh, the eight together, Aaron. Uh, I'm glad because I'll be sleeping. All right, it's an oh, early morning. I'll drive. Early. She doesn't like mornings. No, she doesn't. Like, hey. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I remember very well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, just let me know what time to meet. Then we'll meet and, and everything. So, because uh, I think we live pretty close to each other. Herman, you're welcome to come right. and join us if you'd like. Um, but um, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Fun time. So. But you know. no, neither will I. Will, I. I would invite myself, but I may be going to Michigan that week. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be right there with you. Yes, uh, I have a. I have a. All new right, grand we'll forgive you. Mark your calendar July, for next so year. I'll be to there then too. Business. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for one informing right. us and advocating for us. And uh, we really appreciate you. And thank you, Herman, for your service and education. Thank I know you. I, for one, learned a lot from you. So Likewise. I appreciate that. Likewise. So um, thank you for joining us today. I'm inspired by the fact that you're retired and in Florida. <laughs> yes, I completely agree with that. Well, I absolutely yes. love it. We're three quarters of a mile from the beach so and about yes. three from the marsh. I love it. Quarter mile from the beach and how far from the marsh? About 100 yards. Wow. Yeah, so every awesome. educator wants that, but you've got to support Paige and all of our, you know, advocates <laughs> for keeping our retirement, right? Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. At some point, we would like to rest today, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Just a reminder that everything we say is our own opinions and not the opinions of our school or our district.